Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Pam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Welcome to another episode of All Turns No Breaks. I am Renee, and that is Tam. Hey, guys. NASCAR fans, what a race. Uh, lots to talk about. But just to recap, this is our second episode. If you uh, missed the first episode, please go by and check it out. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and of course, if you're on Twitter, throughout the week there'll be links to download this episode, but you can also go back and listen to the first episode. We're also on Instagram. If you want to know about NASCAR from a fan's perspective, without all the technical stuff, mm-hmm. listen to our podcast. Right. This podcast is uh, made for fans by fans, and we welcome all NASCAR fans anywhere, Well of all backgrounds. So we are not experts. I've personally never driven a NASCAR ever. <laughs> yeah, car we established before, this uh, in the first episode. <laughs> and of course, I have driven a car and I've been to pit school. That's right. You sure have. And by the way, I'm very jealous of that because I've always wanted to do that. Oh, uh, I was only the gas a, man. I don't care. <laughs> Tire changer tires would have been all over the track. I said, what's the easiest job? Gas. I pump <laughs> gas all the time. <laughs> I think that's a different way of putting gas, though, in those cars. Yeah, because I'm holding the gas can. <laughs> Is that, it's got to be heavy. You How know, heavy was that? If you ever noticed... I'm actually highly impressed that you did that. Yes, I have to post a photo of it. You can find that on the website. And I will post it on Instagram as well. Please do, because I, I, I haven't seen that. I want to see it. Yes, it's pretty cool. I have on my whole fire suit and everything. <laughs> If you ever watch a race, you notice the gas man is always tall. So when I went to pit school, they were explaining to me the difference between the gas man, the tire changers, and all that. So I said, well, I'm pretty tall, so why not be the gas man? And it's easy. (laughs) When you watch it on TV, they do 11 seconds. Yeah, my team in pit school, I think we did... 50 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) That's impressive, though. I did my job in five seconds, so I I, I don't know about the rest. (laughs) Maybe it was 10. You can't speak for everybody else, but you know that you did your job, right? Yeah, maybe it was 10 seconds. (laughs) But I remember waiting like, what are they doing? I know. I know. <laughs> How do you think the drivers feel when they come into the pit road? Oh, yeah. So, it's, it, lots to talk about as far as the race is concerned at Dover. I personally enjoyed that race. I don't know about you. Dover was everything. Yeah. It, it really was good. We can talk about Matt Kenseth's win, that battle between Larson, Elliott, and Kenseth at the end. I mean, it was just so much. Let's start by talking about the win. Okay. A very, very, very good win for Matt Kenseth. He and, needed that. He has pretty much led laps in all races this year. But the sad thing, he's only had one top five finish Mm -hmm. until he won this race. So it definitely was pretty impressive. If I'm not mistaken, he raced the last 51 laps. He only took two tires. And it was 14 laps under caution or something like that. So. That's what, 20-something? I don't know my math. I uh, know, but that, that, I mean, that's pretty much right on. Yeah, yeah that's okay. about right. <laughs> so, I mean, so it was an impressive win altogether. I mean, the battle between Kenseth, Elliott, and Larson, that was old-school racing. Yeah, and if you, by any chance, caught the first episode, Tam had asked me if I thought Chase Elliott and or Kyle Larson would win a race 
this year. And I don't know if Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott's people happened to listen to our podcast. They came out at Dover and tried to prove me a point. I'm gonna, I'm, we're gonna come back to that and I'm gonna kind of give you a hard time. Okay. And well deserved. I think you, you are wrong. Well, I well deserved. Know. And again, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at turns no breaks and i explained in the first episode why it's not all turns no breaks you can only have 15 characters so we had to settle for turns no breaks i'm asking you guys to go to our twitter account because there was some conversation among some other nascar fans Mm -hmm. in regards to who's going to win a race first kyle larson or chase elliott right let's go back into the race and the battle then we'll come back to that okay so would you say Kyle Larson should have bumped Matt Kenseth? I think in hindsight, probably knows he could have done that or okay. he should have done that in order to get that win. I don't think that that's Kyle Larson's personality to drive that way. And I think the fact that he's still young actually amazes me because he he races with a different mentality as... Brad Keselowski and Joey Logano do, and they're just, they're, I mean, they're not rookie drivers, but they're young drivers themselves, and, and, and if that had been, if that had been Brad, Brad Keselowski or Joey Logano, I guarantee you they'd have bumped him. I read a comment that said, Larson doesn't have the stomach to race dirty. But then I read some quotes from Larson who said, quote, I didn't want to do anything dirty. I respect Matt Kenseth a lot. He's definitely, in my eyes, the cleanest racer out there. He always races me with respect. I try to do the same with him. I love that quote, but let's keep it 100. Matt Kenseth would have raced him and spun him out. Okay. I mean, if the tables were turned, yeah, absolutely. So do you think Kyle has a lot to learn about how this this NASCAR racing goes? I I, I think he does. I think it just goes with any sport. Regardless of what it is, you know, you always come into the game. You want to race with respect in the mentality that Kyle Larson said. Mm -hmm. But at some point, you realize being a nice guy is not always going to win you a championship or it's not always going to win you a race. So sometimes you just got to do what you got to do to get that first win. And if if bumping Matt Kenseth would have been it, then so be it. I would highly doubt that Matt Kenseth would have gotten angry had Kyle Larson bumped him. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Matt Kenseth would have took offense to that. Me personally. You, you, you think. You think. You think he would have had issue with that. Matt Kenseth always has an issue with everything. Or is that just Joey Logano? No, I think that's just Joey Logano, right? Because yeah, he's always throwing up his arms about something. Yeah. And and if you guys don't know, I'm referring to last week's race. Right. And a couple of races before that, and a couple of races before that, and a couple of races last year. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can go you know, way back with that. That was a battle of the ages between the three of them. I, I like the, the way the whole thing just kind of unfolded between all three of them. And it was really good because uh, Larson and Elliot could have easily won that race themselves. Elliot, it seemed like he was coming and then he got so close and then he kind of faded. I think Kyle could have won if he would have bumped Kansas. I just like the fact that at the end of the day, when the race was all said and done, it it really was nice to see Larson and Elliott round out the top five, you know, like that. I, I thought that was really, really good for NASCAR. I mean, and especially for those guys. They needed that. Those two guys, those two young cats, they, they really needed to have a good race. And I think that they did to kind of build their confidence going forward. Well, it's something to be said that they actually finished the race because yeah. the big one, the big accident 
it was an 18 car pileup. Oh, and if I'm not mistaken, that was almost a record. The mm -hmm. biggest pileup that's ever happened at Dover has been 19 cars. And I think that's happened twice. So for those two young guys to even finish the race, considering that the big one took out Jimmy Johnson, mm -hmm. Martin Truex, you know, some heavy hitters were taken out. The interesting thing about it, Martin Truex Jr. What luck does that guy have if he didn't have bad luck at all? <laughs> that guy just... Smoke had his mishap with his track bar. Right. Which was odd. It was weird. It had never happened. And then Jimmy Johnson has an issue with his shifter. Martin Truex is behind him. The shifter incident has never happened before. Right. What are the odds, and like you said, to have such bad luck, mm -hmm. to be at that place at that time, to be behind Jimmy Johnson who stalls out because he can't shift, and then you get caught up. You, I mean, he basically just runs right into him. He couldn't do anything, and then it's 18 cars involved. It is terrible because it's like the guy cannot escape, you know, just the worst luck of all. It's just He's having a really rough year. Furniture Row, his team, they tweeted, quote, On hearing the 48's apology, Martin says, My luck's so bad, I can break the guy in front of me. Yeah. Unquote. That's crazy. Because yeah. that's basically what happened. You know, Jimmy was in front of him, couldn't get going, and Martin, and I thought he was going to win. Yeah. I recall tweeting, I was excited and nervous at the same time for Kyle and for Martin Truex. Right. Because I wanted Kyle to win, but then, I, you know, I feel like Martin Truex is my boyfriend. Because <laughs> I root for this guy like Sherry, his girlfriend roots for him. Right. Because they're sweet people, but the bad luck has to stop. You know, Sherry's now cancer-free, and for you guys that don't know, she, she right. was dealing with cancer. And I believe last week she just launched her website to help other people people who are dealing with cancer they do so many things positive but luck is just not on their side yeah he's just got a dark cloud over his car every single time uh, his car pulls up on the racetrack i think sometimes some drivers just have that you know it's just one of those things and you know what it'll get better it will get better it can't get any worse it can but don't say that don't yeah. put that yeah, on you know him. let's scratch that <laughs> yeah so you know, what What else can we say about Martin's luck? I do want to go back. Let's let's go backwards. All and right. Talk I got a about, feeling. We talked about it a little bit earlier. So let's go back and talk about your race predictions. So last week you predicted Chase Elliott was going to win a race before Kyle Larson. Do you still want to stick by that considering everything you saw at Dover this week? I think I might have to rethink that, but I'm going to keep with that. Because El that? because Elliot he came in third. <laughs> it wasn't like it wasn't like he didn't finish the race or like he he didn't round out in the top ten. You know, I mean, I thought he raced really good that day. But it wasn't like Kyle Larson didn't. No, come and I I will give Kyle in Larson second, and Chase Elliott came in third. Although Elliott came back out of no place. I was like, where, where did this guy come yeah. from? Yeah. Yeah, and I and I thought that was highly impressive. So I mean, just just based on the way he did that, I think I will stick with that prediction. And until Kyle Larson decides to prove me wrong, then I will say my bad. Well, I agree with you that Elliot was gonna win a race before Kyle, but 
Larson, I don't know. I mean, he's he's been showing a lot. Yeah, he know? looks good. I, he, he looks good. It's just does now, does he have the heart to actually go for it? Right. Okay, so let's go on to driver's talk about some other stuff going on in the NASCAR world here. I'm not sure if uh, most people out there that know this, but McMurray and, and Danica Patrick were vocal about safer barriers at Dover. What do you think about that whole issue Well, of there? course, Danica's going to have something to say, and McMurray, for that matter, because he was... A consequence of what happened with Danica when she, you know, had the accident in practice, which spilled oil all over the track mm-hmm. that collected Tony, who hit the wall, and then Jamie, who hit the wall. You know, you would think now we're in 2016, and considering what happened last year to Kyle Bush in Daytona, it should have been mandatory that every track made safer barriers. Right. It's not like what happened happened on a Monday and they were scrambling on a Sunday. It happened a year ago, a year ago mm-hmm. plus. So it was more than enough time for them to fix the barriers. Right. With Jamie, I have my own thoughts. You know, I, I interviewed Jamie. Actually, I think he was the first driver that I interviewed. How was he? Was No, I I like the guy, but I feel like he's disgruntled because he's not winning. Jamie won the 500. He won the Daytona 500, and he won another significant race. I can't recall at at, at this moment, but I feel like that's that. Hmm. He just doesn't seem happy. We don't really well, hear he, much he, about him, right? But, well, maybe you know. he has a chip on his shoulder, and rightfully so. You know, yeah. I mean, he's probably just frustrated, and uh, that usually will. I think that just happens with any driver. If you're not winning, of course you get frustrated. I, I mean, we just talked about Martin Truex Jr. Look at the kind of look this guy has. But that guy's attitude is still great. Right, that's true. That is that is. He's true. always got a smile on his face, even when he's losing. Yeah, even when his luck is bad. I mean, the, the sad thing is that he gets so close. But, I mean, we can talk about Martin Truex forever. It seems oh, yeah. like he's a hot topic on this podcast. This is only our second podcast, and we've dedicated... A good portion of both to him. So let's talk about some rumors. Have you... The rumor mill. Yeah, that uh, Harvick to Hendrix rumor. Yeah. That's, um, that's pretty wild. If, if that's true, I think I'd like that. But guess what? I don't think it's true. You know why? Well, when there's smoke, there's fire. There right? it is. I don't think that's true because Kevin Harvick summed it up in one tweet. He said, damn sources... I'm having the same problem. And this was in response to Chipper Jones' tweet. Hmm, gotta figure out which of your sources is all that close to me. Didn't know we overlapped the same circles, LOL, with a photo. So with that being (laughs) said, stranger things have happened. But I think it's safe to say that maybe it's not happening. But then again, like you said, where there's smoke, there's fire. Right. I mean, I think maybe there have been some kind of talks at some point or at some time. And this basically is nothing but just regular stuff that you hear in sports world. But you don't hear it in NASCAR. No, not in NASCAR. And especially, he's going to be replacing the number five, Casey Kane. Right. That's the rumor. Yeah. Casey Kane is a whole other topic. Should he continue with Hendrick? He's like the weakest link. Yeah, like, he is. I mean, if although he, he came in fourth in Dover, right? You know what? That's true. He did. But he's the weakest link. I think. I don't know. He's not a Hendrick's guy. I feel like he's not living up to the Hendrick legacy. Right. Yeah. And if you put Harvick and replace him with Harvick, then I think it's Hendrick's. Yeah. That's Hendrick's. This is like completely to the left, but. 
maybe a year or two ago, I had a conversation with someone on Twitter about Bubba Wallace Jr. Mm -hmm. And I said, wouldn't that be something if he ever made it to Cup and he drove for Hendrix? Could you imagine that? You know, yes, I can. But we got to get him in Cup first. Well, right. right? He has to win in Xfinity before we can even think about Cup. Casey Kane leaving Hendrix. I can see it. I think fans want it. To be honest, yeah, they might. So NASCAR asks, who has had the most impressive W in 2016? Me personally, I don't know about the most impressive win. But I just think it overall in general, because I, I can't really look back and, and go, well, who, who had the most impressive win? Maybe Carl Edwards bumping his teammate to get that win might have been impressive. But I think overall, the year that Kyle Busch is having is just unbelievable. So I was actually going to pick Carl's bump on Kyle. Oh, were you? To, yeah. In, in <laughs> Richmond. Yeah, that, yeah. To me, that was the most impressive. Kyle Larson needs to learn how to do the same. Yeah. Like, Carl, he put it in perspective. He went for the W. He -hmm. he bumped and bumped. Well, it was just one bump. But, you know, hey, here's the thing. If you're in the way of me getting to the finish line first, Renee, I'm going to bump you. Right. Be clear. I would bump my own mama. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you would. (laughs) Get out the way. Right. So. And they were teammates. Hey. Like I said, I would bump my yeah. own mama. Yeah. Um, you know, moving on. Have you seen this Times Magazine list that lists the most influential people in, in motorsports? Um, no, but uh, you were reading it to me earlier and it was actually kind of interesting. So go ahead and just kind of put it to perspective to the listeners uh, exactly like what the Time Magazine said. Well, if you haven't seen it, there's a list of the top people in motorsports. There are three NASCAR names on it, one being Brian France, who's the chairman and CEO of NASCAR, the other, Dale Jr., and the last one is part owner of Stuart Haas. It's actually Haas. Haas made the list because, you know, they've been making moves in Formula One. This is their debut year for Formula One. Of course, Brian France made the list because he's CEO and chairman of NASCAR. Junior made the list because he's junior. Now, my argument about the list is I feel Junior, who came in number seven, should have been ahead of Brian as well as Haas. Junior is the man. I think you're right. I think he he is the man, and he is the face of NASCAR. That would go to any fan, casual fan, of the sport of NASCAR, or even a non-fan of the sport of NASCAR. Whose face do you see all the time on television? It's it's Junior. It's Dale Junior. And the whole Mountain Dew thing. It. I mean, they're they're. You see Jimmy Johnson? No. You see Kevin Harvick? No. You see Kyle Busch? No. Uh, I mean, it's always Dale Junior. And I think you're right. I think you have a legitimate uh, a reason, a, a legitimate argument for that. You know, I think Dale Junior should be be ahead of him. Yeah. To your point, he is the face of NASCAR. But more importantly, aside from him essentially inheriting a lot of fans because of his dad. Let's face it, when Dale decides to retire, I think that NASCAR is going to be in trouble. There are people who watch NASCAR every week who are diehard Dale Jr. fans. They only watch because of Dale. And it's really because of Senior, and they've come to love Dale. Right. The article, one of the reasons why he was picked number seven 
as opposed to five and six, which is where Brian France was number five and Gene Haas was number six. Mm -hmm. Dell was number seven for the simple fact one of every five marketing dollars spent on NASCAR is spent on Dell Jr. Oh, wow. So that lets you know right there, he's the man. Yeah. So the list was great. It was great to see some NASCAR people make the top 10 most influential car people in sports. But I definitely believe that Dell Jr. should have been first person on the list from NASCAR. Right. Absolutely. And you're, I mean, and we're just talking about a guy who is just very marketable. He's likable. And he helps promote the sport all on his own, you know. So I, I think you got a legitimate uh, argument there. Yeah, just briefly, since we're talking about the Earnhardts, and we talked mm. about this last week, that dango Teresa Earnhardt, it seems like the drama is heating up even more because she won't let it go and let Carrie Earnhardt, who is Dale Earnhardt Sr.'s firstborn, run with the name that he was given by birth. So if you guys don't know, they've been in battle about the name. The court pretty much sided with Earnhardt, but then Senior's widow is appealing the decision. So we'll keep you guys posted on that because it seems like that's about to be a never-ending drama. Yeah, and uh, that lady is just completely off her rocker. I don't know what her problem is. Yeah, <laughs> Greed, I mean, just, like we yeah, said last week. Greed, greed. You know, it's a shame because that family doesn't deserve that. So moving on. Fox Sports 1. This is random too, but I, I feel it's necessary. You have Fox Sports 1, right? Yeah. Okay, I have Fox Sports 1, but a lot of fans don't. NASCAR should look into how can they make the races available to fans who don't have Fox Sports 1. Right, and I think this is all part of something that NASCAR uh, needs to look into as well because... You want to make the sport more available to a wider audience. You're not doing yourself any favors by putting it on a network that most people don't have. I don't understand that 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 move uh, being on Fox Sports One, but um, I, I, you know, I, I guess there's a reason. What I don't, don't you understand about money? Well, exactly. <laughs> I was just about to say that you just took it right out of my mouth, and I'm sure that it all had to do with dollars. But um, you know, I mean, I totally get it, and I know that's how this business is. It's no big deal. I get it, but they can they can find a way to you know make that sport a little bit more available to just a casual fan that. That wouldn't mind watching it. Is the All-Star Race coming on Fox Sports 1 or uh, is that on regular That's a good Fox? question. I'm not even sure about that All-Star Race. Yeah, um, I mean, because right now, you guys know the next race is the All-Star Race and fans are voting. I wonder, who are you voting for? Tweet us at Turns No Breaks and let us know who you're voting for. It's time for Tam and Renee's Race Predictions. Renee, who are you going to root for? I'm, I'm voting for Kyle Busch. I don't know why I got a man crush on this guy right now, but... Uh, You're crushing hard. Yeah. Samantha. Boy, yeah. I called you Samantha last week. <laughs> you did, that's right. <laughs> Samantha Bush. Oh, How you doing? <laughs> I know, I know. And uh, and, I'm, and I've, never even, I've never even been a Kyle Busch fan, but uh, oh, I, I, I don't know what it is about this guy. He lately. won a just, lot of fans last year. You know what? I would, that's exactly what it is. I mean, the way that that guy came back after that injury and just went on a tear and rounded out by ending the year on that note by winning the entire chase... Man, that was impressive. I think that has a lot to do okay. with it, too. It just carried over into the Okay, year. Samantha. Okay. <laughs> you know, with this whole reduced downforce package, it should be really interesting to see what happens at the All-Star Race. Um, and for you guys that are hanging on the edge of your seat, 
wanting to know who I'm going to pick, I'm going to go with Carl Edwards. Mm, Carl I think Edwards. he won in 2011, but, you know, it's 2016. I, I need to see more backflips. Right. Yeah, you right? Know, so Well, he's getting older, too, so... Uh... <laughs> I don't yeah. know. <laughs> that yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah, that, but that guy is like you know like Clark yeah, Diesel. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's he, in good he shape. Has, isn't um, he? he has a body like the Rock, like Dwayne Johnson. He's a big dude, right? Yeah, I know. I was like, and he walks like whoa. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. So you know that's 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 who we're going for for our race predictions, right? So, with that being said, you know, last week we brought it up, but we didn't touch on it. Again, this podcast is for fans by fans. So, I am the person who reads the comments, and NASCAR fans crack me up. In fact, I enjoy the comments more than I enjoy the articles. Do you have a crazy fan comment? I have a crazy fan comment. Earlier, we talked a little bit about the Kevin Harvick to Hendricks uh, situation. Right. And I came across the craziest comment of them all, and I will read it to you. It says, good luck if Harvick goes to the number five car. It has been well known over the years that the number five car has been Hendrick's research and development car. It's not there to win. It's a test car for the other three teams. The last time the number five did any good was back in the 90s when Terry Labonte won the championship. The major problem with that was Terry wasn't supposed to win the championship. That was supposed to be Golden Boy Gordon's championship. And then he goes on to say that Gordon finished second, so on and so on. That has to be one of the craziest comments. I'm not co-signing on the comment. It's it's out there. It's 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 out there like the X Files. It's one of those conspiracies. Maybe there's some truth. Maybe there isn't. Maybe there's something out there. <laughs> you know, who knows? But I will tell you, this comment has more thumbs down than thumbs up. Yeah. What do you think? Do you agree with this comment? Again, this show is for fans by fans, so each week we're going to read a crazy comment. We want you to comment on the podcast, which you can listen to on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, and iTunes. The website will be up, so you can also post a comment on that. And the quickest way to comment is on Twitter. Right. Twitter is always easier to uh, get a instant response from us and the show. So please, if you have any comments whatsoever, please hit us up on our Twitter account. That Twitter handle is turns no breaks at turns no breaks. <laughs> yeah, we'll get it together we'll one get day. It together. <laughs> yeah. So we've given you our race predictions for the All Star race, but what about fan voting? Who do you think will win the fan voting? Oh man, this is so confusing. Now, keep in mind, it's a million dollars at stake if you win the All-Star shootout. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. I Well, that's a that's a mind-boggler one for me. I, you know what? Um, you thinking Danica? I, you, I, I am. I am. I, and, you know, I don't, don't ask me why, but I just think that this is just a year for something different, and I don't know what, but that might be it. Okay. So I'm going to go to the left, or should I right? Yeah. Okay. I think Chase. You know, the yeah. the crowd is like, raw when Chase is on the track. 
They love this guy. So I think Chase, a rookie, will get the most votes. Hmm. Not a bad prediction. It's possible, too. He's a very likable guy. I like the guy. I like the kid. Once again, thank you guys for tuning in to our show, All Turns, No Breaks. Please hit us up on all of our social media. You can find me personally on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Snapchat, and every other social media out there. <laughs> you can find me So you're at, every place. Yeah, I'm all over the place. Okay. Yeah. My, uh, my Instagram and my Twitter handle are all the same. At it's Rene Garcia, I T S R E N E G A R C I A. At it's Rene Garcia. Please hit me up, Tam. I am sincerely Tam, and that's literally on all social media. You can find me on Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram. Again, it's I am sincerely Tam, and each week I'm going to spell it for you guys who have problems with sincerely. <laughs> that's S I N, as in sin, but I don't commit sin. But sincerely, S-I-N-C-E-R-E-L-Y. I am Sincerely Tam. And if you want to follow us on social media, everything is turns, no breaks. And we will say it again probably for the next two weeks. It's turns, no breaks, without the all, because you can only have 15 characters on most social media channels. So we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're on Stitcher, and we know you're listening to the show on SoundCloud and iTunes. Once again, guys, thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate all your feedback. We really appreciate you guys listening to us. And if you're a NASCAR fan and know any other NASCAR fans that are out there, please have them listen to the show. Uh, it's very insightful. And once again, it's a uh, show for fans by fans. Thanks again for listening to us on All Turns, No Breaks. I'm Renee. That's Tam. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 